Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Blue Family Unity. I'm Elsa Kurt, and today we're talking all kinds of things like Omicron and DeSantis and AOC and, of course, some police heroes. So stay tuned. the law enforcement family this is your show here we talk about all things leo family life the good the bad the funny and the sad and everything in between the blue family unity show was created written and produced by elsa kurt music written and produced by dan tracy okay so um who remembers when uh joe biden said this I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut down the virus. He said it a lot of times. He said it so many times. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. There's just one problem. You can't shut down a virus. Joe has changed his tune. Surprise, surprise. Look, there is no federal solution. We're in day like 1000 and something or other of shutting down the virus, flattening the curve, you know, all of those things that he insisted he was going to do. And in fact, he also said this. I don't know if you remember, but I'm just going to jog your memory for you. Uh, let's see. It was October 22nd, 2020. In a debate with President Donald Trump, Biden said that, and this is direct quotes, anyone who is responsible for not taking control, anyone who is responsible for that many deaths, should not remain as President of the United States of America. Well, Joe, um, there's actually been more deaths on your watch, so why are you still the President? That's a question a lot of people are asking, of course. Um, but yep, yeah, here he is, and of course that's even questionable by by quite a few people, as a matter of fact. So Joe did not do any of the things that he promised the American people that he would do, namely shutting down the virus and giving us a great economy and building back better. All of these um, lofty bullshit ideas that he promised the American people. Um, how weird that a politician didn't keep his word. I'm, it's very shocking. I, I don't, I've never heard that before. So very new, very new territory here. Um, so yeah, that didn't happen. So great job, Joe. Great job. And of course, now, now we're dealing with Omicron, which is, um, it's a common cold. Basically, it's the common cold. It is not a big deal. And in fact, a lot of people who know more things than I know, who are way smarter than me, uh, are saying that potentially a good thing. It's, probably a good thing that this milder strain, we're all going to get it. Um, we're all going to get it, whether we realize we have it or not. Um, my daughter right now has it. Um, we're in the same house. Um, you know, we're taking normal precautions as, as much as you realistically can. Um, uh, are my husband and I going to get it? Yeah, probably, probably. Um, maybe we have it right now. I did test the other day and it was negative. So we'll see. 
So yeah, so Omicron, because it is such a contagious and mild form of the virus, um, there's a high likelihood that most of us will get it. And then we have a really great chance of building up an immunity to the other strains. So it's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of like when I was a kid, parents would expose their kids to other kids with chicken pox just to basically get it over and done with. Um, I had it real bad as a kid. I've got scars. I've got scars above my eyebrow. I got a scar over here. I got lots of scars from, um, from chicken pox. I had it really, really bad. Not fun at all. I remember it very well. I was extremely young, uh, but that's besides the point. But it, that's what it kind of reminds me of. Just go ahead and get exposed to it. You know, nobody wants to get sick. I mean, let's be realistic. Nobody wants to get sick. This is not, you know, something we look forward to, something we hope for, um, but it is a natural risk in life. You, it's a, It's a risk you have to take if you want to exist in the world. If you don't want to um, exist in the world and do things and go places, by all means, stay home, go nowhere, let no one in your home, live in a bubble. And, um, I'm sure you'll live a really happy, fulfilling life that way. Right. Not so much, but this, this, we, I think we can all agree that COVID is here to stay, um, some form of it, some version of it probably for life will exist and it will become just like the common cold or the flu where, Unfortunately, some people will die, um, that people will die of many things over the course of a year, oh God, over the course of a day, really not to be morbid, but this is reality. This is, this is the consequence of life, death. <laughs> Gosh, that was morbid. Jeez. I guess we're starting off real sweet today, aren't we? Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, and, and and guess what? Even some of these Democrats are coming around seeing the light. Even Fauci is saying some things that, um, well, Fauci is always saying things that are eyebrow-raising and makes you want to strangle them. Uh, Fauci was just, uh, was just saying is that. If you look at the children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that. If a child goes in the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual when in fact they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are, quote, hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. Now, this is something that a lot of people have been saying for quite some time about the numbers being skewed and misrepresented. And here he is basically admitting it, not basically admitting it, admitting it. Um, so all of those conspiracy theorists, right? We're saying this before, not conspiracy theorists, facts. Um, so yeah, so that's that. Omicron, Omicron, um, COVID, it's probably here to stay. So we're just going to have to learn to deal with it. And, um, you know, I don't know, do crazy things, do crazy things like eat healthy, manage your weight, um, work on having a positive mental attitude, you know, all of those things. And that will probably help you at least to some degree. So what else have we got here? Oh, here's a funny one. The IRS is um, reminding criminals to report their stolen goods to the IRS so they could be taxed on them. 
I'm not kidding you. Yes, so very important. Uh, criminals, if you are listening or watching the show right now, please be sure to report your, your, your winnings, your earnings. <laughs> That's a funny term. Um, please re- be sure to report your income to the IRS from your illegal activities. Uh, I, I know this was a big concern for criminals that, like, should we report it? Should we not? I'm not sure. Let me, let me think about this. Let me check the IRS website and see if I should report these, um, stolen flat screen TVs or, um, you know, whatever, whatever the hell. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, what else you're going to do but laugh at this point? Um, speaking of laughing, so here's a crazy thing that just happened. So, um, so I start, or I end each year in December. I sit down and I make a list. This is a bizarre segue, by the way. It's not even a segue. It's just a total change of conversation. Um, so every year at the end of the year, I make a list, uh, like a goals list, uh, an intentions list for the upcoming year. And it's, it's a variety of things. It's like personal goals. Um, it's business goals health goals, you know, all of the things. And I made that list and it was great. It's probably got, it probably has about like 12 things on it, I would say. So that's that. So unrelated yet, at least I made a TikTok video. Um, this one here. Have you gone to the grocery store? <laughs> Lots of people go to the grocery store. People go to the grocery store every day. <laughs> so. Yeah. But have you gone to the grocery store? <laughs> no, I mean, I haven't gone to the bank. Uh, do I plan on going to the bank someday? Sure. Uh, I just haven't gone yet. So, you know, I just can't with you. <laughs> and somebody commented on the spur of the moment. I thought, oh, let me make a response video to this. And this is the response video. You gave me an idea. I, I don't know, I couldn't do it on my own, but I feel like a bunch of us should get together and make a conservative version of SNL. Who wants to be my castmates? Anyone? Now I have to be honest, I was only, I mean, I wasn't even half serious. I was maybe a quarter serious, like in the, gee, wouldn't that be cool sense? Well, that video blew up. And I have, I think at this point, um, somewhere around like 2000 comments on that video of people who not only want to see this happen, but want to be involved in it. And, um, so not on my goals list until about 48 hours ago, or I guess by the time this airs, maybe like three days ago, four days ago, I am starting a comedy show, specifically a conservative comedy show kind of like Saturday Night Live except funny and for conservatives. I did not see this coming guys. Did not see it coming. So but but yet here we are planning a conservative comedy show like SNL. It'll be a sketch style comedy show. And um yeah so stay tuned for the the developments of that. We'll be looking for investors. We'll be looking for sponsors. We'll be looking for lots of things. We're building our cast. We have a potential studio site. We have uh we have the things and the stuff and the people 
to do the things and stuff. So go figure. So I'm not going to say that I'm overwhelmed. That would maybe not be accurate, but I'm definitely uh, blown away <laughs> at the moment. But yeah, so stay tuned for more information on that, because obviously I'll be advertising it on, on here as we make progress. So yeah, so there's that bizarre segue. Um, I don't know how I, I just went from talking about criminals reporting their IRS, reporting their income, no, reporting their stolen goods to the IRS to an upcoming show, but there you have it. Um, so what else are we going to talk about? Let's see. Okay, so I wanted to talk about um, my favorite governor, um, Ron DeSantis, who is the greatest. He is the GOAT. I don't care if you agree or disagree. It's just a fact. It is just a simple fact. Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, the GOAT. So he was getting some flack for not being photographed or in the public eye for two weeks. He was getting flack specifically by, oh, what a surprise, the Democrats, uh, specifically AOC, who was just in Miami. Uh, she left her lockdown state of New York to go hang out in free, freedom-loving Florida, you know, the state that she called uh, or, she, or she called Ron DeSantis and she called him Death Santis, I think, um, and completely trashed the state of Florida for their freedom loving ways. Whoa, what a surprise. She's went on vacation there. Hypocrisy and stupidity knows no bounds when it comes to people like AOC. She pointed out that Ron DeSantis had not been in the public eye um, often lately. And I guess implying that he was shirking his responsibilities as the governor. I'm not exactly sure what her point was, but he was asked to respond on, uh, on the criticism from some Democratic politicians. And turns out Ron DeSantis was kind of busy helping his wife through cancer treatments. I know, what a jerk, right? the nerve. What an awful guy. How dare he take time for his sick wife? Worst governor ever, right? Obviously, I'm being incredibly sar sarcastic. And of course, DeSantis was very quick to point out the fact that President Biden's trip back to his home state of Delaware, where him and his wife, Jill, both triple vaccinated, uh, were seen masked as they were alone on the beach. So nice. So nice for them. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Biden, in the middle of multiple crises in the United States, the president of the United States during a time of crisis, can absolutely go spend some quality time at his Delaware home on the beach with his wife. That's different. That's completely different, right? No. And AOC, of course, of course, she should leave her lockdown state, her mandate state to go to the freedom state that she mocked and criticized with the governor that she mocked and criticized. That's all fine. You're not going to see anything about that um, in the lamestream media, are you? I mean, maybe they'll comment. Maybe they'll just do a little quick blurb on it. But this is good. So a reporter asked, what do you make of the hysteria when you were on your so-called vacation this past week? Yeah, I mean, I guess I should have been at the beach in Delaware, right? And then they would have been really happy with that. Uh, so AOC uh, was quoted as, as saying, um, wait, so I'm, I'm going to try and do this like her. Although the, the quote that I'm reading from doesn't have her usual um and like 
So maybe I should just insert them. I think I'm going to insert them. So they're not in there, but I'm going to insert them. Hasn't Governor DeSantis been like inexplicably like missing for like two weeks? If he's around, um, I would be happy to say like, hello, his social media team like seems to have been posting old photos for weeks. In the meantime, like perhaps I could help with local organizing. Folks are like quite receptive here. I think there's probably a cross between AOC and the Kardashians, huh? I'll work on it. I'll work on it. <laughs> so DeSantis fired back at his critics. He said, we actually put out a schedule and I think these people didn't know that. They think because you're not doing big press conferences, you're not doing anything. He goes on to say, uh, let's see, Friday, Kevin, Joe, and I all had discussions about doing what we were doing. DeSantis continued. Of course, I was down in Miami later. Thursday in the office working on this and some other stuff. And it's true, Wednesday, there was nothing on the calendar. So I think they're like, oh my God, he's on vacation. I just looked at my wife and I'm like, going to the hospital with you is not a vacation for you. I know that. And he goes on to say, this is something that as a husband, I think I should be doing. I've accompanied her to all her chemotherapy treatments and she's there for a long time. I'm there most of the time. It's a draining thing. But when she's done with it, it's not something that's great to see. And so I just think that a lot of people, particularly people who have gone through breast cancer treatments, the notion that that would be considered a vacation is, I think, offensive to a lot of those folks. And they understand what you're doing. He goes on to say that uh, his wife is, you know, she's obviously struggling with this, but she's uh, she's getting through it and she's almost through with it. So they're they're getting towards the the end of that treatment. And uh, obviously we we wish her a full, full recovery and uh, excellent health from here on out. So, yeah, so typical, typical Democrat bullshit sticking their idiot feet in their idiot mouths. <laughs> Right. I want to move on to some bright and cheery stuff. Sound good to you? Good. Um, we're going to talk about some policing stuff. This has been all politics today, but we're moving on over to um, law enforcement stuff. How about that? Um, so today from uh, policeone.com, I wanted to bring to you the hero of the month. Um, the Port Orange Police Department partnered with the nonprofit Spouses Backing the Blue by accepting toys and other donations to make Christmas special for families in need. Officer Wayne Jean is once again leading the initiative. Jean says the inspiration for his work comes from his own childhood hardships. Uh, it's our way of giving back to the community that we serve every day of our career, he said. So great work and great job to uh, Officer Jean. This was their second year in partnering with Spouses Backing the Blue. And um, they've had some great success there. It looks like they were able to help about 88 children from families in need. So, yeah. So thank you to Port Orange Police Officer Wayne Jean for uh, going above and beyond and um, helping those in need. Uh, here's a crazy one. Uh, a Texas cop recovers stolen wedding rings just hours before the bride and groom say, I do. Uh, Officer Charles Bonner is credited with saving a couple's wedding day from disaster just hours before the ceremony. Their wedding rings were stolen from a shopping cart. His body cam captured the special moment when the officer returned the ring. Good. All right, perfect. All right. Thank you so much. Congratulations. We were checking out, and uh, this woman 
uh, switches out the carts and takes my purse. The best part is silver lining is she had a family heirloom ring in that purse and she got it back. The officer was so wonderful. Given an opportunity and did my job, I was able to review vehicles matching the description of the suspect vehicle and comb through those and found a, a tag. Something like that was, to me, a really big deal. Sam, you may now kiss your bride. I've never held you that <laughs> stuff, right? Uh, so one more for you. An off-duty officer buys and changes the tire for a stranded mom and her baby. Uh, this was an off-duty cop who went into grandpa mode after counter encountering a stranded mother and her one-year-old. Sergeant John Kimmenhauer, a school resource officer, was on his way to a meeting when he saw a driver go off the road. She was stranded and had no idea what she was going to do, he told reporters. That's when he saw the baby in the back seat. My grandson turned one yesterday, and she had a little boy sleeping in the car seat about that age. He ended up waking up during the whole process. She was reaching around, feeding him in the car seat. I mean, how can you leave a mom and a little boy on the side of the road, right? So Kim and Howard went above and beyond the call of duty. The veteran officer bought a brand new tire, changed it, and sent the mother on her way. According to WHSV, Kim and Howard received a cash award for his heroics, enough to cover the tire's expense. So again, um, heroes just being heroes, basically. It's another day on the job for them, another day in the life for them. Uh, but uh, for the general public, they don't get to see these things. They don't know these things that go on every single day across the country from uh, our police officers, our law enforcement family. And uh, that's because the obvious, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know I've said it many times, but uh, that's because the mainstream media is not interested in showing you all of the good that they do. And that's why I'm here and showing you the good. That is it for today. Next week, we have a special guest and I look forward to talking with you again. Then take care. Be well. See you soon. If you're looking for your next read or the perfect gift for the reader in your life, why not check out one of my books? From children's and young adults all the way to contemporary fiction and books for law enforcement families, there's something for everyone. For listening to the show, we'll see you next time on Blue Family Unity with Elsa Kurt. And remember, united we thrive. The Blue Family Unity Show was created, written, and produced by Elsa Kurt. Music written and produced by Dan Tracy. If you would like to be a guest on the Blue Family Unity Show, contact bluefamilyunity at gmail.com.